Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. Well, we finished up Acts, and in a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks, we're starting Advent. I still can't believe we are at the, the Christmas season, the thing, this this is just crazy to me, but so for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about being thankful. So turn with me today to Psalms 100, Psalms 100, and again, so good to see the Watkins family. Zach, did you get to go hunting this weekend? Did you get anything? Yeah, okay, you're in the Thomas Club. All right, he didn't get anything. Little Jackson, we should have bragged on him. He tagged out. What is that? And not just tagged out on bucks, but some good-looking bucks, too. Like, that, that was some good stuff there. It was so beautiful seeing a couple of our kids putting rocks in this jar. That melted my heart. Oh, I see another one. Hi. Let me just see a face. Is there a face back there, or is it... it No, go that way, Kathy. There she is. Look at that beautiful baby. She may not want you in the face of the beautiful baby, but turn and look at Miss Harmy Gale. Can we just give a round of applause for that beautiful little girl? I got to steal her from Zach last week and hold her a little bit, and she did not like me a little bit, but we got over that. Um, But I talked to your mama, and and my prediction was right. She was just a little gassy that day. It really wasn't me. So so if any of you have a problem with me, I'm just going to accuse you of being gassy too. So that's what I'm going to say. All right, people. (laughs) Psalms 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Lord, this is your word. And it's ministered to me as I studied. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will minister to each heart in this room today. And may it change us because of who you are in Jesus' name. Shout with joy. Maybe some of your versions say, make a joyful noise. The uh, Old Testament word for this would be ruah. Kind of sounds like a military, you know, what is it the Marines say? Is, are they the ones that say hoorah or whatever? That's what I keep thinking, you know? And it actually means to split the ears with sound. In other words, to shout. And, and this could have been for alarm or for joy. In other words, it was also used uh, 33 different times in the Old Testament. It can be used for the battle cry before they went into a battle. It was used for cheer or just to cry out, make a joyful noise, or sound the alarm. So it was to convey the action of shouting before something happens, right? I want you to really get, get your mind. This, this first verse is where I sat so long as I studied on this. Just because I love how that word is defined for shout with joy. 
Because I kept thinking over and over about a battle scene and how they would shout. You know, at Jericho, what did they do before the walls fell? They shouted. They made a noise, right? At the Razorback game, if you've been to the Razorback game, when it is third down for the opposing team, what comes up on that screen? Make some noise. And they'll put the decibel meter up there because they want you to reach a 100 decibels, which is not a comfortable sound for most. You know, in here for our music, we actually go to the lengths of measuring our decibels to make sure that the, the praise team keeps it in that 80 range, give or take or below, so that it's comfortable for your ears. This is a shout that might be uncomfortable. So at the Razorback game, we were all shouting. And why did we do that on the third down? Because we don't want their quarterback to be able to hear or to speak to his team. And it rattles his brain. And we always cheer if we make enough noise that the quarterback has to call a timeout because he don't know what he's doing. Yesterday, they didn't know what they was doing from beginning to end. Right? I haven't got to enjoy football a whole lot. Jason, bless his heart, came up here and, and got it working for me yesterday so I could watch it up here while I was filling up the baptistry. And then I thought, for what? Because it just wasn't very, yeah, it wasn't very good. But we shout to distract the enemy, right? Read verse 1 and 2 again. Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. I don't know what kind of week you've had or what kind of month. Maybe it's been a year. But maybe you didn't walk in this morning feeling like making a joyful noise. That can be hard to do sometimes. Right? Like when when you see this, like when I first flipped through this, because I was trying to, you know, a couple of weeks back, I was trying to find what I wanted to, to do in these two weeks of talking about Thanksgiving. And hey, this is a no-brainer. Like it says in my Bible, a psalm of Thanksgiving. And when I started reading and I was like, shout with joy, oh Lord. My my joy tank is a little low these days. Anybody else? Like, life just happens to us. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's just something more temporary, but life happens. So maybe you didn't walk in here this morning feeling like you wanted to make a joyful noise. That's why I like the thought when we look at the definition of that word. I like the thought of this as a battle cry. Anybody remember the song Brittany would sing us? This is my battle cry. And that was written not from a point of sitting high on a mountain. That was at a point sitting in a valley. Do you understand now how important this is? When the praise team steps up here to sing on a Sunday morning, it's not about whether or not they're playing your favorite song. It's not about how you even feel when you walked in, right? It's about making a statement, a battle cry. It's the fact that you have come before the Lord this morning with purpose as the body of believers. You see, we can come before the Lord anytime, anywhere, 
right? Like, let's be real. This building has nothing. There is nothing special about these walls or this stage, right? It's the Holy Spirit that lives in each of us. So last Friday night, at the at that point of that storm when so many of us was hunkered down, the Holy Spirit was with you in that point. But there's something special about a Sunday morning when we come together as the body of believers. This is why I'm so excited for next week when we're meeting with other churches. We're coming together as the body of believers. And there's just something about that. It's that you actually got up this morning. Or maybe you got up and you even had to get out of the deer woods to be here this morning. All right, some of them still in the deer woods. God will still go and he'll whisper in their ear, I promise, this morning. I'm okay with that. But you made the effort to get here, whether you felt like it or not. Really, let's be honest. So when I shout with joy, when I make a joyful noise, when I sing a song, it's because it's my battle cry. It's not always because I feel it. Like I've, I've shared, you know, we, we've had some stuff going on these last couple of months that has been a little bit tough to where BJ didn't even want to hear music. And that's odd for me. Like for you to be riding in my car and there's no music going, something's wrong with that, as my mama would say. <laughs> but I finally came to a point and made that playlist that said, I'm going to praise anyway. And it was specific songs about, I ain't feeling it, but I'm going to praise anyway. Why? Because it was my battle cry. You know, right now I have a great song. That, the same artist that does our Ebenezer song, he has one that is called Take Back Your Joy. And sometimes you got to go back and take it back. Sometimes you got to make a battle cry no matter what the circumstance is around you. But BJ, really, with joy, can I, can I just sort of mouth the words and not really feel the joy? Not really. Because in verse 2, when it says, worship the Lord with gladness, worship there, that word can actually be translated as serve. Okay, I want you to really think of this as more hands-on. Like we serve in different ways. We go to work and what do you do? You serve your boss that gives you a paycheck, right? You go home, you want a happy wife, you serve your wife. I have the best husband. Do you know what he did for me this morning? Even though I fought him a little bit on it, he got up early and I couldn't figure out what he was doing and because I, I could hear him getting ready and I thought, what is he doing? He got ready and came out ahead of me so that he could turn the heater back on to make sure we had warm enough water back there. He didn't want y'all to hear me do the Holy Ghost scream when we hit the cold water. Tori, was it you that had the ice water that year that they forgot that to do the heater? Yes. And let me tell you, that would be rough because yesterday I goofed up and I thought I had it turned on as it was filling and I did not. And so then I had to stay several hours later to make sure I got it a little bit warmed up because let me tell you, straight out of tap, y'all would have heard a Holy Ghost scream. 
And I told him, I was like, no, I'm going out early enough. But no, he got up and he came out ahead of me to make sure that he could turn that on and make it a little bit better for us this morning. Worship means to serve. So when you read that verse, maybe you should say, serve the Lord with gladness. Now, this term is implying it's all about orienting our life so that God is in the center, so that you are serving Yahweh. Because here's the problem with our life. A lot of time, our life is a lot of chaos. Who can give me an amen? Like our schedules are crazy. I really love 2020 because we slowed down, but we have fast and furiously gotten right back to where we was. Maybe worse. I don't know, because sometimes we feel like we're still making up for 2020. And the problem with that, though, becomes our life is a lot of crazy. I've got this, and I've got work, and I've got school, and I've got the kids this, and i got that. And, and, and somewhere over here is church. Like, God is in it. He's in the mix. I'm not saying he's not in the mix. But what this is talking about when it says serve the Lord, you're making God the center of everything. You, you, you plant God and how you want to, to serve him or how he's calling you to serve him. You put that first and then everything else around it. And it begins to shift things. Sometimes it will shift even the good things in our life because here's the deal. I'm not talking about y'all are, are busy doing a lot of bad things. You're doing good things. And some of it is serving people, but I'm just saying that sometimes we forget to put God in his rightful place and orienting. You know, have you ever, have you ever gotten so weary and you feel off kilter and you just feel off? <sighs> like one more thing added on me and I'm going to just explode, right? Then it's time for you to reorient life. It's time for you to put God back in the center. Um, you know, for, for me and Thomas, as our kids were growing up, that always meant, okay, Sunday is important to us. It's a given. It's a given. And if we're not here, wherever we are, it's just a given. For us, Wednesday night was important. We wanted our kids involved with other kids and doing the things that the, you know, the youth had or the, the kids had going on. So that was a given. And then we began to do everything else. Now, as, as people working in the church, sometimes church can overrun your life even. Doing good things, right? So then, you know, I, we also would make room of like, okay, one week out of the month, that was our weekend. Like, we're not going to plan a teen event. It's ours. And you, you have to protect that sometimes. And that was not out of selfishness. That was out of obeying what God wanted us how to treat our family, right? So it still went back to God being the center of orienting everything. We didn't let kids plan things. We didn't plan things. And you know what? As a mom, I was a mean mom because I even had times where I said no to my kids. They couldn't do something at school because we already had so much going on, you know? And, and to do one more thing, you know, sometimes it would be, well, we could just miss a Wednesday night. No, that one's in stone, <laughs> You know, that's orienting your life around God, finding out what is the most important. So this term was all about being faithful servant to Yahweh. And when we begin to orient our lives around God instead of around us, right? 
then we can start finding that joy again that we were talking about shouting with. And then the next thing, listen, the psalmist, oh, this always makes me nervous when I touch my screen and my, my sermon goes away. Then the psalmist, because he, he kind of has a plan. He's giving us instructions. You see, I read Psalms 100 a lot. And sometimes it's just one of those things. Yep, I got to shout for joy. Yep, I got to give thanksgiving. We will enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart. You know, I hear the songs like you do. Like, And sometimes we do miss. This is real instruction for us. That the psalmist is telling us how we come before God when we come to worship. Now, first, we sing, we shout with joy, we make our battle cry. Second, we're, we're going to begin to worship, we're going to serve the one true God. And next, it told us in verse 3, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. Some, some of the old manuscripts said that we are not ourselves. In other words, we didn't make ourselves. We're not here because of anything we've done. I'm not here because mom and dad decided to have another kid, right? I'm here because God put me here. He made me, right? So acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Like farmers, you you know what I'm talking about. Like your cows are inside your gate, right? Well, guess what? The whole world is God's. That's why in the beginning it says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Not just the Israelites, by the way. All the earth. We are his. Acknowledge. That word acknowledge means to know it. This is not just a a mind knowledge kind of thing, right? Like we can fill our, our head with book knowledge. As I was growing up, I knew there was a God I believed in that, but it was years later before I I knew his son, Jesus Christ. It's a relationship, a firm statement about relationship that the Lord is God. He made us. We are his. How do you introduce yourself to new people? So like Friday, we went to the funeral and I got introduced a lot as Thomas's wife, right? <laughs> um, because I was meeting a lot of, of his coworkers that, you know, they knew my name, I knew their name, but we were getting faces for the first time. But, you know, he would turn and he'd say, hey, have you met my wife? Have you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes when we are introducing ourselves, well, I'm, I'm such and such a spouse or I do this at my job. I'm a pastor of Wicks Church of the Nazarene. You know, but that's not who I am. You see, and that's something I want you to start re-wrapping your mind around this morning is not only knowing it, believing it, but maybe saying it. Because sometimes we get stuck in labels that are really not who we are. It's easy to say, well, I'm, I'm a member of the Church of the Nazarene. Yeah, but you're also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Big C Church, right? I am a child of the King. I am a child of the one true God. You see, because when you understand 
whose you are, it begins to reshape everything you think about yourself. We, we have a whole generation right now that is struggling with identity. Why? They don't know whose they are. They're trying to figure out who they are. They need to know whose they are. But adults, so do you. You see, we live tangled up in our own insecurities, right? Because we forget whose we are. And that matters. That matters a a whole lot in how we think about ourselves, how we present ourselves. And so the psalmist is telling us, acknowledge who God is and who he really is to you. He is my creator. I believe he created. We've been talking on Wednesday nights. We're doing a, a short study. Oh, that reminds me. Wednesday night people out on the foyer is the Wednesday night papers. So if you want a sneak peek before Wednesday, um, they're out front. We're, we're studying purpose, right? I don't care how old you are. We're always seeking purpose, are we not? And just about the time we think we figure out what purpose is in our life, God goes and changes it. I was talking with a pastor friend the other day and, and he was, you know, kind of talking about sort of retirement plans. And I just reminded him, I said, Hey, dude, you know, retirement's not in the Bible, right? Like, I don't know what you think you're getting ready to do, but don't think we're letting you walk away from ministry anytime soon, you know? And he goes, No, we just may be making a, you know, logistical move, I guess. I said, Okay, we get that. So, so we know that we have to make a battle cry. Right? We, we serve God, and now we've acknowledged who he is. And now, see, you, you thought we already entered. Now we enter through the gates and come into the courts. You see, that was all prep work, wasn't it? I shared on Facebook this morning a little thing about how to change your worship experience. And those were things that you did before you got here, a lot of it. Some of it involved showing up here and, and bringing a real Bible. Why do you need a real Bible? Now, you know me, I'm technology. I got my Bible here. I got my Bible here. And that's great. But when I need to make a note, I don't like highlighting my phone because I very rarely go back to it, right? So when I'm, when I'm writing, when I'm highlighting, close your ears, Claudette. I know you can't stand this. When I'm highlighting, I give her a hard time from our, our long ago Bible study. And she's like, I can't do it. And, and I have certain Bibles I haven't written in either, right? I keep them clean, but I have my study Bibles that I begin to highlight things in. I have old Bibles that I have all kinds of stuff written on the edge. It is okay. It is okay. You can do that. And in fact, I loved getting my mama's Bibles out to read what she highlighted or to find notes. Okay, if you don't want to, here's the fix, Claudette. What was we thinking? You can do this. Get you some sticky notes and just sticky note that Bible to pieces. And if nothing else, that becomes payback to her when she has to flip through all those sticky notes going, what was mama thinking, you know? Can't even see the Bible because of all these sticky notes in there, right? But get hands-on with the Word is what I'm telling you. And if, if you can't write in your Bible, get a notebook. Put it beside it so you start jotting down things. How those scriptures hit you. 
So, so they did all this prep work. And then verse four says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. So whether you're, you're here today, whether it's someone at home watching, whether it's while you're driving down the road, remember, we are now the temple that God lives in. The Holy Spirit lives in us. See, you, you got to understand from the psalmist's point of view, they had to go to the temple because that's where the presence of God resided, right? And so they actually entered through the gate. They actually come into the courts of the temple when they were praising. We are the temple. We are the temple. But this morning, I want you to focus on, on when we show up here at Sunday, we, we shout, we make our battle cry. When you come in, that's why we start with music, because I want you to make a battle cry of, I'm going to sing with joy this morning. And then you're going to understand that you're here to serve God. Like, God, I am here. What do you want me to do for you? That's what your life purpose is, by the way, serving and worshiping the God who created you. We acknowledge that he is our creator. And now we enter. And how do we enter? With thanks and praise. We've acknowledged who he is. And yet, even after all of that, can anybody say it's still hard to give that thanks and praise? Mm. there are times you just almost can't. Like you just almost, even after all of that prep work, we still come to this point of what? Like when I come to this jar, what am I supposed to be thankful for? What am I remembering that God has done? I mean, we hit those dry spells, amen? But it says, come with thanksgiving and praise. Long time ago, I read a thing about trickle-down praise, and it said, start with the smallest of things. And it was actually talking to us mamas. And it said, you know, how tired we get because laundry never ends and dishes never end and everything just keeps repeating, right? And so the idea of trickle-down praise was you just start with, Lord... I have all this laundry to fold, and I thank you that my family is not naked. (laughs) Amen. Because you can't unsee all that, right? But we can be thankful. We can laugh, but we can be thankful that we have so much clothes that we're overly blessed. Let's be real. Laundry is killing us because we're overly blessed. When those dishes pile up, thank you, Lord, that I do not know hunger. Start with those kind of things that we tend to forget sometimes. And then just keep going down the list, you know. Thank you, Lord, that I have a family that I am slaving myself for, you know. Do you understand where I'm going? Like, we have things to praise for. I don't know why only the women are smiling in this room right now. Men, step it up. Step it up. Last night I got home again. I stayed up here to heat this thing up and I got home and it dawned on me. I was like, the dishwasher is running. Who did that? He said, Alex did. And I was like, and of course I immediately thought, it's probably all in there wrong, but (laughs) I haven't looked yet. I don't know. I just thought, 
I hope it gets clean. But thank you, son. Thank you. Start with that trickle-down praise. Thank you that you tried, right? We'll worry about what I have to rewash later, right? Come into his courts with thanksgiving. But see, it's still hard. Like, we can prep and we can shout and we can acknowledge and we still are sitting in a mess. We're still sitting in something that doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. We're still sitting in grief for people that shouldn't be gone yet. We're still in the middle of the hurt and the pain. So BJ, you need to explain to me, how do I come with thanksgiving and praise this morning? You turn to verse 5, and we find the whole reason for our joy, the whole reason for our praise, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues to each generation. Do you understand that my joy and my praise and my thanksgiving has nothing to do with me? But we try so hard to make it that. I'll feel joy when this happens. I'll give him thanks when this prayer comes to pass. You see, you just made it about you. And the psalmist reminds us that we shout with joy to the Lord because he is good. And anything bad that happens on this earth does not change that fact one iota. Because we live in a broken world. We live in a world where people make bad decisions every day. We live in a a broken world where cancer wrecks through our bodies. Because we're not meant to live forever anymore. That's how God wanted us to. But sin broke it all. And so the psalmist reminds us, and I want to, I just want to ingrain this because if you don't remember anything from today, I want you to remember verse five. I want you to remember those three things. The Lord is good. And it's his unfailing love that's going to endure forever. And it's his faithfulness that will continue in generation after generation. What does that mean? It means someday's life stinks. That gummit Nick Struther should be in church this morning. Life stinks. But the Lord is good. And there's some days I cling to that. Like I'm hanging on to a ledge. Because what doesn't change when life stinks is God is good all the time. Many things are going to fail us in life. Let's just be honest. People will fail us in life. Yesterday as I was watching that stinky ball game, ball teams will fail us in life. But a commercial for Jarrett's came on, right? Diamonds. <laughs> and all the ladies perked up. It's Christmas, fellas, just so you know. And it said, love endures all things. And I thought, oh. 
right? Because we all know that not every marriage lasts, right? We know that it isn't always true when it comes to human love. Like that diamond sometimes is going to outlive that love, right? We know. But God's unfailing love. You see, that's that some people have the problem in trusting God because they're basing it on what they've seen in human love. And human love, they don't, people don't even know what it really means anymore. They love chocolate more than they love people. I ain't got still toes on. I better stop with that this morning. But God's unfailing love. Listen to me. Even if you don't believe it this morning, it's still true. God's unfailing love is forever. Which means he never gives up on us, just so you understand. When we feel like we're not worthy, his love is still enduring for us. And sometimes, though, the future doesn't look real good. And Thomas, uh, I want to make sure the kiddos, go give them a heads up to wrap up and be headed this way. Sometimes the future for us doesn't look the greatest. When we, when we look at the state of the generation, did y'all know they had the first Gen Z person elected into whatever, Congress or Senate, I don't remember which one he did. Um, and, and they say Gen Z, I'm a little iffy on that because he's Britney's age and Britney's in that sort of, we, I call my children the Millsies because <laughs> it depends on whose statistics you're looking at, whether they fall in millennial or if they fall on Gen Z's side. But still, scariest thought ever is that somebody my kid's age is in our government. My daughter, the other night, she didn't even know it was snowing out her front door. And I'm supposed to let somebody her age run the country like we, Alex looked on Instagram and was like, oh, look, mom, it's snowing, it's snoo. And I was like, hey, why isn't your sister calling us? Like, she should be sending me pictures already. So he calls Brittany, he FaceTime her, and he's like, hey, it's snowing. And she gets mad. She thinks he thought it meant here. So she goes, oh, well, that's no fair. He just rolled his eyes. Go look out your door. It's snowing at your house. I wish we'd have screen recorded this because she threw that door open. Ah, it's snowing. Her yard was white, people. Like, it, it didn't just start. It had been snowing for some time. Her yard was completely covered, and she had no idea. So we, we worry about the state of the future. We worry about our kids and our grandkids. But this tells me God's faithfulness continues to each generation. What does that mean? That means that the same provenient grace that he used in my life, provenient grace just simply means the um, the grace of God that is working before you're looking for him, right? Who, who remembers how you can look back and you can see God worked in your life before you actually knew that, right? So the same grace that God was working in my life, he will work in these kiddos. He will work in the generation. Now, church, that's good news to, to my ears. And in fact, you know, I, I kind of think that it's a reminder today, you know, my shout of joy, my battle cry, the reason I sing today 
is not a reflection on how good my life is. It's a reflection on how good God is. And I wanted to figure out because I thought, how can we really see an example of this? Play that video. Anybody, before you hit start, who knows Toby Mac? And y'all are going, oh, no, she's showing me Toby Mac. Well, if you know Toby Mac's story, you know he lost his son. You know that right before the pandemic, Truett had a, a drug overdose, and it rocked his world. You know, like it, it rocked his world. And he'll share a little bit about that. But I also want you to know the story, the guy that sings with him, Blessing Offer. This young man, when he was little, his parents sent him from Nigeria to America to get treatment because he had um, the, the type of glaucoma that you're born with as a baby, and it was taking his eyesight. So they sent him to America to try to save his eyesight. And so the doctors at Yale actually was able to save one eye. He lost one to the glaucoma, but they saved one eye. Before he got out of elementary school, he endured another accident that took the sight in that eye. And he he shared, I watched a different video, he shares the struggle even as a young kid of, God, why would you save my sight only to take it? So these men know what it is to sit in the darkest valleys. And so I wanted you to watch this video that was on the Dove Awards the other night. Before Blessing and I get started, I just wanted to take a second to say thank you. Thank you for the kindness that you showed me and my family as we walk through the deepest valley and losing my firstborn son. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for your prayers. Through it all, we have absolutely felt surrounded by love. And that, my friends, is what the body of Christ should feel like. So thank you. There were times that I thought I'd never write another song. Much less a song that's up-tempo or a song that felt like joy. But all I can tell you is I've learned that our God is kind. He's good. He might not always give us what we want or take away the pain. But he is right there in it with us. I've learned that. He doesn't leave. He remains. made the rain so when it falls on me should i complain or feel you calling me it's all on me to stay and really catch what you're showing it's my roots that you're growing because life is more than this moment you are the light so when the darkness falls the greatest highest they never seem so tall no not at all you're right it's my roots that you're growing don't want to miss what you're showing you ready team you ready, B? Come on, man. Doves, y'all ready? Ain't no doubt about you. Everywhere that I go, you keep showing up, Lord. You make me want to shout it. Oh, you're the goodness in my life. And I'ma tell you my truth. They may come, they may go. You keep showing up, so I'll do. Ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, 
joy. You're the smile on the face of your boy. You're those flowers at that park in Detroit. Steal the words on the back of our coins. Let's make some noise. You cover me. My defender when you're rolling up your sleeve. You're the truth that's gonna set the captive free. The only king that's ever chose to bleed. It's what I believe. They keep trying to make your glory fade. But I ain't really sweating what they say. Ain't no doubt about you. Everywhere that I go, you can join up. You make me want to shout it. Oh, you're the goodest in my life. And I'm going to tell you my truth. Still see the sunshine above me. Lord, I love all the ways that you love me. You're the good, you're the good, you're the goodness. something in you. I think 113 years ago, our ancestors in this church would have been running these aisles with a hanky in hand. Don't you think? Maybe we need to learn to do that again. Oh, kids, we got a service to plan. Yeah, we do. We sing with joy, not because life is good. We got those shirts, life is good. It ain't always good. We sing with joy because God is good. And I hope this morning, if you walked in here feeling oppressed and and just buried under things, I hope this brings something in your heart this morning that you can leave with a little joy today. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. God is good. All the time, and all the time, God is good. 
Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved. Thank you.